It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Lots to talk about this morning. Goodness me. Uh, the news all weekend absolutely dominated, wasn't it, by uh, the the reaction and the policing uh, of that uh, uh, vigil protest uh, over Sarah Everard's uh, death. I have to say, I did think it had rather more of a feeling of a protest uh, than a vigil, uh, certainly by the time uh, the, the the footage that uh, well, was doing the rounds on Saturday night all over a lot of the uh, media on Sunday as well but the repercussions of that are well pretty huge in terms of uh, not just the future of the Metropolitan Chief uh, Cressida Dick still ongoing calls for her to resign uh, but also for I suppose really lockdown rules as well given that uh, apparently an awful lot of people seem to be quite surprised to learn that, that, that mass gatherings and protests are actually illegal including for them not just the other people who were affected by the authoritarian rules we're currently under. I'm particularly intrigued by the number of politicians who voted for those laws, being jolly cross at the police for enacting the laws they voted for. Uh, well, we'll talk about all of that uh, coming up uh, throughout the show. And joining me for that chat uh, will be James Price. He's a former government advisor now at Hanover Communications. Good morning to you, James. Good morning. Thank you uh, for having me. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Let's just start, first of all, at the beginning. Let's get back. Look, horrific murder of a young woman, Sarah Everard. Um, and we know now, and he, he was charged, that the, the man who was accused uh, and charged with her death, not, it must be stressed, I do think people need to remember this, not convicted of any crime. He hasn't gone to trial. People need to remember this. Um, uh, but it is a serving police officer. Um, and then we had the scenes of a vigil being organised to mark Sarah Everard's uh, uh, death um, on Clapham common close to where she was last seen and the police decided that they said look you can't can't go ahead with it they, they went to court uh under the laws no a, a mass gathering of such sort not allowed and the vigil was cancelled but let's face it we always knew it was going to go ahead anyway and that's where we saw huge numbers of people turning up largely with young women and and the police go in now i i sort of you know looked on twitter late on saturday night before i went to bed and saw very heavy-handed policing young women thrown to the ground handcuffed behind their backs at a what a what appeared to be certainly a largely very largely peaceful gathering of young women um what do you make of the decision of the police to to go in like that i mean it's 
it's it just it's terrible, isn't it? I, I think the, the problem with all of this is that there is a grieving family at the moment um, who've lost a family member in the most awful circumstances imaginable. And that's in huge danger of being caught up in all of this. Uh, and I think that everybody will be, you know, focusing rightly on, on the repercussions of it. But at the heart of it is a, a really tragic case. And as you say, no one has been officially uh, charged with anything just yet or, or found guilty of anything. So we have to be careful about that. But that's that's what should be at the heart of all of this. And that's going to get lost in it all. But as you say, it was so inevitable that this would happen and that there would probably be various groups that would go and get involved and try and politicise yes. this and try and use it for their own ends as well. Well, exactly. And, and depend, depending on which it. footage you look at, and even the footage from the, uh, the demonstration at Scotland Yard yesterday of a sort of protest against the policing of the protest on Saturday. Um, it, it, the, the, the mainstream broadcasters are rather selective about what they're showing, obviously for bleeping purposes, but let's not pretend that there weren't, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people shouting F the police, um, all cops are a, a, a word beginning with B. Um, there were a lot of placards saying this as well. There's a large, I mean, a very strong argument that an awful lot of this protest vigil, whatever you want to call it, had actually already been effectively taken over by some very angry people who, who were wanting to use Sarah Everard's death for their own purposes rather than to peacefully show their respects. Absolutely. And it seems that the police managed to just walk straight into the trap set by those groups. Yes. Uh, if you're going to have the, the scenes that we saw last year, where people used the, the tragic killing of somebody in another country, with a very, very different culture to us, despite the fact that we all speak the same language, you're then going to let in, in the, a worse kind of time of, of COVID, we didn't have as much information about how the disease spread, we didn't have as many treatments, we didn't have anybody vaccinated, and like the tens of millions we now do, you're going to let people like that march around, throw things at police horses and all of the horrible scenes that we saw last summer, you can't then go and do this and expect to get any kind of better result yeah. or not rightly be accused of rank hypocrisy. It's a complete set of own goals, not just the one. And this is the thing, isn't it? It does seem to me this is where this does go. It goes all the way back to the politicians who voted in these laws because, oh, what a surprise. You vote in laws, they get used. Imagine everyone's surprised. Um, but, but also to the Metropolitan Police Chief, uh, Cressida Dick, who, I mean, in terms of the idea that that these decisions about the Black Lives Matter protests, about the lockdown protesters, Extinction Rebellion, I mean, two weeks of shutting down many arterial routes in London, and indeed this vigil, a vigil for a woman who had be, who's been murdered and the chief suspect at that time is, 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 is a serving police officer. The idea that these decisions are not going up all the way to her level is absurd. Of course they are. And she's making these decisions. And, and this is the thing, the totally inconsistent policing of all of these events, and um, veering madly from standing around letting Black Lives Matter protests uh, happen and then, of course, it all going horribly wrong when they start defacing statues and, and throwing stuff at police people on police horses uh, and, and these horrific scenes we saw at the end of that. And then going in really, really, really hard on the Extinction Rebellion people, sorry, sorry on the lockdown people after being, just leaving Extinction Rebellion people to just, you know, deface, you know, buildings and, and throw blood everywhere and, and, and hold up, you know, Waterloo Bridge for two weeks at a time. Um, you know, then grabbing people walking down Regent Street peacefully in a lockdown protest, they they, they seem on Cressida Dick's orders to be just veering wildly from one extreme to the other. There is somewhere surely between taking the knee and 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 manhandling a young woman to the ground uh, 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 you know at the on the bandstand at, Cl at Clapham Common somewhere 
between that is the proper policing of these events. Uh, absolutely. And and this is the, the, the rule that we seem to have learned entirely arbitrarily, because policing in this country is supposed to be policing by consent. That's the principle of the of the system that Robert Peel instituted in the first place, not like in other countries where you have to, you know, everything has to be kind of an iron boot coming down. It's a system of consent. And what we the, the rule that we seem to have learned from all of those incidents that you've talked about over the last couple of years is that if the police feel that there's going to be violence by protesters, they'll leave you alone and let you do what you want to do. And if the police have a suggestion that you're not going to be violent with them and you're going to be a peaceful protester, then they can come in heavy handed and do what they oh. want, which is exactly what we saw two nights ago. Is that a rule that we want from our police? That That's a very, very, very important point, I have to say. Um, I mean, let's go back, though, to the, the likes of Jess Phillips, uh, the Labour MP, uh, yesterday doing the rounds on the Sunday morning shows, talking about how horrified she was. Now, she has been a long-time campaigner and has done great work, actually, campaigning against mm. violence against women, domestic violence uh, and you know issues concerning uh, men, you know, men who are genuinely a danger to women, not actually getting the full force of the law thrown at them. Um, and, and I absolutely salute her for that. But for her, as one of the many, many MPs who voted for the, the lockdown measures that ban the right to protest, to be angry at the police for policing the law that she voted for. I thought, frankly, it was a bit cheeky. And that, that, I mean, including also the Home Secretary, Priti Patel. I mean, it's on her watch, for goodness sake. Uh, she would have, she, her staff would have helped draft those those laws. And, and, and yet they are surprised they're being used. If you don't want authoritarian police state laws of policing or people's ability to peacefully protest, don't bring those laws in is the answer. Who would ever have thought that we would ever have to reap anything that any of us have ever sown before? Completely shocking, right? Yeah. This idea that people don't see that there are consequences to bits of legislation. You know, I, I completely understand that, we, that the virus is a very, very dangerous thing. And, and I'm more sympathetic to some of the horrible measures that were, were, have been put against our liberties to try and keep people safe for a limited time. And when I was in government, we we didn't know I was I was there for the first bill, put the first bill through that gave the government great sweeping powers and all these sorts of things. And at the time, we didn't know quite how bad this was going to be. We were still listening to frauds like Neil Ferguson, who told us there'd be half a million dead in the first couple of months on his models, which were all completely wrong. And so we put in very strong uh, rules and regulations with with little uh, um, sort of ca time caveated bits, sort of quite legislative sort of novelties actually, to turn powers on for short periods of time and turn them off again. But it seems now that actually the goalposts have been moved time and again from that original three weeks to flatten the curve. And now you're seeing the results of this. Yeah. You know, this is not a system that has been properly scrutinised. And I do think that the people like Steve Baker and Mark Harper, who are looking at trying to review some of these things, have got something right. And it's actually saving politicians from themselves well, because everyone yeah. wants more power once they get in place. And, and this is the thing. Again, I I was uh, one of those naive people who, who who thought some of these measures were necessary. I mean, very early on, I, I, I was of the view that actually, you know, the people are sensible. They would they would take they would they would be sensible themselves. And it wasn't necessary to have a draconian laws like this. But but certainly, uh, you know, my rule is if you're going to have those rules, they've got to be consistent. But yes, it does turn out that, uh, yes, if you if you create authoritarian police state, you end up with an authoritarian 
very pleased to say it, yes. Um, but what's also interesting, of course, we know that people like Chris Whitty, the chief medical advisor, uh, we know that um, Mark Woolhouse, another senior member of, of SAGE, they've said again and again, there is no evidence that the protests last summer saw any spike in cases. There's no evidence there were any issues from people going to Bournemouth Beach. I can remember at the time people a bit defending it, saying, but this is outdoors. What on earth's the issue? Why is everyone concerned? Right now, you know, I'm, I, I'm obsessed with this. I'm allowed to go and sit on a bench with my husband. I'm not allowed to go and sit on a bench with someone else. Definitely not someone else's husband, but not allowed to sit with anyone outside my household. Two people cannot gather together unless they are exercising. Uh, and, and, you know, and yet people are surprised you know, this, uh, this, this ban on protest exists. I mean, we know there is no evidence for outdoor transmission. I mean, there is, I don't think, I'm pretty sure that I, I, have, I have read in a scientific paper, there is actually no specific case that has been identified having been caught outdoors. This is indoor close-up uh, uh, disease that people are catching. And, and therefore, why should there be any limit on protests outdoors? Why should there be limits on anyone meeting up outdoors? Why can't we be in our gardens? Why can't we be in our boxes? Let's face it, millions of people have been doing in the last few weeks. But, but, there, but there shouldn't be, there, there is no medical reason for us to have a ban on protests outdoors at all. No, well, exactly. And this is the problem that we talk constantly. And I think governments around the world have talked about following the science. We're going to follow the science and all of this. And as you say, there's not really any evidence that any super spreader event that's taken place outdoors. And we know that ventilation is incredibly important. We're now starting to learn that lots of the serious cases in, uh, I think, in the second lockdown in particular, the evidence is for, were happening in hospitals themselves yeah. with inadequate ventilation and things like that. And so we're focusing on all the wrong things because something like these sorts of protests get lots of headlines and they have very arresting images of, you know, often news cameras and crews who are also outside at these events. Yes. That we get focused up on all these sorts of things rather than the priorities. And this happens, I think, in government time and again, that we focus on the wrong things. Yeah. Policing, again, why are we spending so much time on when so many heavy handed actions on a, on a protest like this and, and pro police priorities more broadly are completely out of whack? If the police, again, think that you're going to be violent or something nasty is going to happen, you get much more of a free pass. And that's why they think it's OK to drive off in Wales to people sitting at the beach and having a yeah. good pop at them, because that's much easier for a police officer to deal yeah. with but, than some nasty git with a knife who's breaking into someone's house. But homes. fundamentally, this comes from the top and that comes down to the Met Chief uh, and, and, and to the Home Secretary as well. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.